unthinkable has happened. We have seen the Patriots not get all of the calls in an NFL football game. There is one a, questionable call that was against them. Actually, it, I was I was taken aback, which means it's time for the show that proves fighting way easier from outside the cage. Which means it's time for verbal tap. I am your host, Kevin. With me, of course, Raf Esparza. Raf, you're in Phoenix era something. Mm-hmm. How are you doing tonight, sir? I'm in a great mood. Uh, it was rough because the Super Bowl was all over the place uh, to begin. We're going to talk about it. We're going to hit it okay. later like crazy. We're we going to spend like, the last 30 minutes of the show talking about the Super Bowl. Uh, but just to kind of give you guys, I guess, the the teaser to the full conversation that we'll have, going from uh, a kind of normal, uh-oh, the Patriots are losing, to a deep-seated fear of, oh, fuck, they're going to come back, aren't they? To Justin Timberlake's awful Super Bowl halftime wow, show. Time that out. It's awful. It it's awful. It was amazing. Which is a short way of saying god-awful. It was awful. And... As we move on, the rest of the game corrected. Uh, not all the wrongs that Justin made, but enough for, for those of us who don't live in New England to enjoy a show. Yeah, it was definitely fun to uh, see them lose. But we have a whole agenda of stuff to talk about. We're going to rip through about 15 different topics. We're going to start with the UFC fights. Then we're going to just casually stroll through a lot of things that are somewhat of note. Then we'll clip into the Super Bowl all the time thinking about how snug North-South Jiu-Jitsu underwear keeps us. We'll talk more about them later, but that's that's going to be the theme of the show. How snug do they keep us? And the answer is pretty snug. Raph, I was not even aware there were fights in Bethlehem, Brazil. Last night, mm-hmm. but Machida Shevchenko was trying to kill people as she's want to do. And it sounds like maybe that fight could have been stopped. Did you have a chance to see any of these fights? You were at a wedding. I feel like we all miss these every week. Yeah, but see, that was my thing. I was taking this one off. So I thought you had that under control. Lo and behold, to my surprise today, hey, Kev. Did you watch the fights? Mm, I'm going to say no. <laughs> they had, had so I many I didn't UFC know fans. they existed. <laughs> <laughs> I like that you're doing the vague Kristen Wiig character with Fred Armisen <laughs> at the Weekend Update. You know, I love all of the UFC fights. But if I can be honest with you, they've had a little too many. They and they're like a little so big for their bridges. Like... <laughs> Sometimes I look at them and I think, oh, my God, is it another one? Do I know any of these people? I don't. But I love them. Love them so much. Jacare just fought. Where are we? God, you have a Brazilian on one show and then you go to Brazil. (sighs) That's like a lot. Mind blowing. Mind blowing. (laughs) Machida wins a decision. I got to see some exchanges in the highlights. He looks fine. Yeah, he doesn't doesn't look great. He definitely doesn't look great. But the the fight that seems to be garnering the most attention, as you've pointed out, we need to chat about the Yamasakers, who I feel like we've had a few chats about already. 
Yeah. Shevchenko lands so many more punches in route to an RNC, and I'm all about the submission, but can I tell you what the UFC has listed? 230 what? strikes to three. Um, yeah, but are we sure those numbers can be real in this era of fake news? We can't be. That's that's the hoist that bites them. 95 significant strikes to two. So I guess you could look at it one way. Priscilla Cachuira lands 66% of her strikes were significant. Now it was three, and that was two of them, but still. Good for her. Mm. Got beat up a little bit. So the – but okay – the hard part here, though, is, Kev, uh, to not brush over to the major part of this. With Valentina and unanswered strikes, when it gets to be pretty bad and the cue ball is not in any place to be happy, and he starts yelling out, Yamasaki should never fucking referee again because this fucking guy was letting her almost fucking die, and that's my fucking job. <laughs> wow. That's uh, everybody always says the UFC is maybe a little too insensitive, but I just don't see where they're coming from with that. There's just nothing, nothing to back it up. Well, these this happens pretty frequently mm. in terms of I just heard uh, a wealth of analysts being like this fight should have been stopped, but at least she choked her out round two. Yeah, so. You know, any other peaceful in that way, right? Peaceful in that way. Peaceful in that way is a fun. That'll be the next (laughs) Gracie album. Anything else you want to brush up on on these? I have the results. I can clip through them, but. You know, I didn't watch it, but I will. I will take your results. Alcantara beat Joe Soto. That's right. And uh, Joe put up a note saying, you know, hey, uh, he's got his family, so he can't complain. He's just fine, et cetera, et cetera. So he good. Prezeris over Desmond Green. Tim Johnson mm-hmm. over Golm. Silva de Andre over Verara. Thiago Santos over Anthony Smith. Good for you, Thiago. Keep it rolling. Sergio Morales over Tim the Dirty Bird. It's a shame. Alan Patrick yeah. over Demir Hadzevic and uh, Alcantara with the victory, as I as I pointed out. But Figueredo beats Morales, and uh, Pollyanna Vienna submits Stevenson. So there's your results. Uh, something of note, though, and we seem to be getting in this phase a lot. Kev, if I'm five pounds over an R uh, match. Do you say you will not do that match, especially if you had had to cut weight? Well, d- correct. And it doesn't count. Well, okay. That's not quite how it works in the UFC. Um, but apparently with John Dodson's case, he makes weight. Pedro Munoz, a friend of the show, he comes in five pounds overweight. So they give him the opportunity to either do that or a replacement, I believe, and I might be wrong on this, but he, he turns it down. 
as a result, he does not get paid. Do we need to start working in fighter insurance? Is that the market we should be cornering here, Kev? I kind of like it, right? Especially it's, hey, you're going to miss weight. Here's your insurance. <laughs> it's called fat mm-hmm. kid insurance. Fat kid insurance. FKI. Wow. <laughs> it's the quickest way. <laughs> I want people to know that the the fat kidness on this show is is real, and to the point where Kevin and I, when we get back to actually being able to roll again, we actually have a written contract that if one of us scores a pin in a wrestling portion, the other has to buy the other a fat kid meal. That was the exact legal language our lawyers came up with correct and my favorite food is cheese fries is the end of that legal statement we didn't get that part on the books but somebody asked me they're like what did they say they said ref what is the problem with this and i go well i have to win and not just because i want to win but because kevin eats faster than me so technically he can rack in more in his meal time than i can Mm mm-hmm Unless we get an arrangement that it is however long you take in that sitting, because I will win endurance tests. That's where I shine. Yeah, you certainly would be able. If it was I like can a, sit at a table you put that and third eat forever. Thing of bacon down, maybe, but Kevin's already crushed two and a half in ten minutes, so it's like a time thing. Look forward to that and much more in 2018 as we round third. On this podcast experiment. Raph, I want to hit you with a few topics. Nate Diaz says he's ready to save UFC 222. What does that mean? Who who would he fight? Uh, should we ask him? Mm. I'm going to put you on hold for a minute. Oh. Uh, I'm going to bring on... <laughs> Raph doesn't know anything. I'm going to bring on the person that knows. Who does he want to fight? Does he want to fight GSP? Does he just want to fight his brother? Let's find out from the source. Stockton Zone, Nate Diaz. Nate, you say you're ready yeah. to fight. You've got your CBD pen and Yeah, I'll fight mind. you right now, motherfucker. You want to fight? Is that what you're asking me? I, I mean, if I could get bonded, yeah, I'm ready to go. That would be fuck great. It, let's fucking, fucking do this shit right now. I'll fight you fucking here. I'll fight you there. I'll fight you anywhere, dog. I'm definitely not going to win, but the money factor in terms of student loans and all that business. But Nate, what do you mean? Who are you ready to fight? Who do you have someone in mind? Are you making proclamations or is it just sort of, Hey, I'm available. Doc, do I look like a person who like has things in mind? Like I, like I know who I want to fight and you want to know who that is? Who? Everybody. Motherfucker. Like you put something in me. I'm going to be like, fuck that guy. You, or girl, because I think you should keep Ronda Rousey in your sights. I'll fuck her up. I got no issue with that. But dog, I think she's doing that WWE shit, and I'm, I'm like, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm actually, you know, fuck your questions. I actually am here for a purpose this week. What, what's that purpose? Uh, the purpose is to push my new kids album. Uh, Nady 2.0. What, what's the kids album? Dog. Don't come at me with that fucking whack-ass shit that you fucking I always do. All right. Nah, dog, because I realized, first of all, my voice is an instrument. That's just fact. And People second... Yeah, and second, like, you know, there's a sing-songiness to what I say when I say, like, I ain't surprised, motherfuckers. Like, that should be a hook. 
like I decided I was like shit dog I'm not making any money this year I, know I got a fucking weed habit I gotta do so what's the best way then to be reformed Nate Diaz wink heavy wink and uh, release my kids on you want to hear like one of the cuts I got right now yes twinkle twinkle little star yeah motherfucker I wish I knew how you were was it R does that work? I don't know, dog. It's fucking, it's fucking whack. Fucking hate that song. That's a legit cut. Okay, you want to hear another song? I definitely, yes, I do. Okay. The wheels on the bus go round and round, round and round, round and round, motherfucker. Go round and round all motherfucking day long. We're no closer to knowing who you're gonna fight. But I do want to thank you for swinging by the podcast this evening, kind of champ. When you wish upon your weed pipe. Singing most of the Disney hits with slight weed undertones. That has been Saxon Zone Nate Diaz. Because the homies ain't fun. Thanks for coming on, Nate. I'm, I'm going to mute Nate and bring Raph back on because I have a few more topics. And the next one is Brandon Schaub makes some comments, and I don't know mm. what this story means, so I'm going to definitely need Raph, because All otherwise right. we're just going to know that he said something. All right, so you know sometimes Brandon Schaub is kind of... Um, A teabag? Yeah. He sometimes, I think, says things to keep us uh, posting things or to keep his name out there. Uh, but sometimes I take him at his word and I sincerely believe he thinks what he's saying is amazing. Uh, well, this particular thing and uh, a credit to MMA imports for putting up this article because it reads Brandon Schaub makes controversial racial comments about all black UFC on Fox crew. Now it's not as bad. I guess when you read it, um, that doesn't make it any better. It's still stupid. So uh, my main thing was I didn't really see it as super like uh, racial as much as I did just super stupid. But here we go. Uh, He says, sometimes you're looking at UFC tonight and you're like, is that the best panel possible? Are you just trying to check off the boxes? We get it. UFC tonight on Fox. You're not racist. We get it. You have an all black panel. Are those the best brains and speakers for the art to the general audience? Wow. Yeah. Sounds like a real D. What's he talking about? Who's he talking about? (laughs) Well, I believe in this photo, it would be uh, Tyrone. It would be uh, Thug Jitsu himself. And it would also include one Karen Brent. Uh, well, he's already wrong. You can't you can't come up to Karen Bryant like that. You just can't. Oh, the comment section did, and that's the the weirder part is on Uriah Favor. Uh, those individuals uh, truly do not like Karen Bryant. And mind you, Kev, I'm defending her despite the fact that she is not happy with me, which we will get to. It's like, what did you do? I mean, I have to explain it to you soon. Okay. We're well, just not there yet. Um, Brennan Schaub's kind of a tool. That sounds like... <laughs> but doesn't it sound BS. fucking stupid? Yes. It's just... It, it, here's the issue with this. So Brandon Schaub 
if you have to ask yourself and you read that article or you see that podcast, is this really the best mind to speak on any form of MMA? Like him commenting about them is where I have deep issues because we've anointed him as a former fighter and Joe Rogan's friend as somebody who gets these articles written. And my biggest thing is I just don't need it. You know, we had a couple of our friends say that they've really stopped listening to the fighter and the kid. And I check in from time to time just to make sure things are good because I love Brian Callen. And I like to think that Brian Callen is bringing along his much less talented friend, which is something I relate to. But that's not the point. If Kevin – hold on. I'm going to make it nice. If Kevin went off and said some dumb shit. I'm pretty sure both the listeners of this show and Kevin himself know he would be made accountable for it on this show. That's the kind of ship we run. However, on the fighter and the kid, you know, Callan's job is to be the guy who's his buddy, who's his friend, and just go, ah, you were saying stuff. Uh, but I, I feel like with Brandon Shaw, we've, we've given him the, the passes of not remembering. It's the dude who ran away at Metamorris. It's the dude who was recently on E as a fashion polista. And it's it's a weird fucking time, dude. Anyway, I'm sorry. Go on, Kevin. No, I, I don't disagree with anything you said. Uh, I'm going to spit out some topics. Pedro Munoz miss weight? Yeah, that was sucky. It happens. It does happen. Jonas are so good. So- yeah. I mean, listen, you and I are never going to make weight like that. So whatevs. DC, speaking of making weight, DC's making more weight. He's moving up. And I love that seconds later, John Jones like, so am I. I'm coming for it. <laughs> I think that John Jones was uh, encouraged by the fact that he uh, it's looking promising that he might have uh, accidentally done it again. And <laughs> then when you get that, and then Anderson Silva hears that. He says to himself, oh, hold my beer. I've got this. And he, he decides to get, I guess, told that he failed a fucking drug test. And I think this is, All what, the third, super. fourth times, dude? Like, and it does invite a question. And maybe I'm jumping one of your topics here. No, but it you're does crushing invite it. That's the next topic. So, Anderson, you took us right into it. Thank you. It's called a segue, kids. I just... Kevin, can we call him the GOAT anymore? I mean, does it take away that status for that era? I just wish he would retire. The, we've been saying this for a long time because, yeah, I do think it starts to hurt his legacy. Like, if Tom Brady shows up next year and it's like, I'm using Geritol and Viagra to get through 2018-19. It's like, ugh, not good. I, this is tough eight different steroids it's like look you were probably not doing all this in your heyday but now i have no idea come on retire if you need this many steroids it's not gonna go it's not worth it just get out of the game bellator will call and they won't care uh well that's the whole thing is uh, the joke we put up was uh see you in 2026 bellator anderson silva can't wait he's gonna be fighting 
BJ Penn, and it's going to be who can walk out Would on their own. Shit, though. Yeah, not watching it. Floyd Mayweather's getting in a cage, which you have to feel a little vindication. You called early that this should be a try fight. This should be mm-hmm. boxing, MMA, WWE. Mm-hmm. We're we're on our way. Is this a sign that you were right? No. I mean, I would love to take more credit for it. Um, I, however, have come to the understanding that this kind of trolling is uh, is a new level. And at the risk of maybe being wrong, um, part of me thinks he's fucking with us in the sense that what if he's just doing this because he wants to get into the promoting side of MMA? Uh, the people at Showtime, and you know they're as reputable as they get, Kev, but the people at Showtime seem to allege that he is uh, very serious about this MMA thing, which is like, yeah, dude, you're going to get into MMA when you're 40? <laughs> mm, I don't think so, dude. So, uh, you know, the, on the one level, everybody who looks at it can say, oh, maybe... Maybe, yeah, maybe he's gonna do it. It's just, but then common sense has to kick in and say why. And when they say he's gonna be a nine-figure fighter, well, it's still like a six-figure sport. So, like, yeah. at most, it's like seven, but that's pushing it. Um, and that's not to say he wouldn't be game-changing in, in many facets, but. Um, so I do wonder if he's going to get more behind managing fighters. I, if that's a guess, or if he's just continually uh, having the argument that you know MMA fans will believe anything. So I've explored all of the options. Kev, everybody's a suspect. I don't know. I just know that we're we're not uh, ignoring any of the angles on this one. So you've been called into the lineup inconclusive. It's going to yes, be exactly. It's going to remain inconclusive. And I, I can kind of at least dig that they've kicked up interest. And that's kind of yeah. what's next. So I enjoy that that aspect of it. I feel like they are kicking up interest. Of course, he's getting in. He knows what he's doing with a photo op, for fuck's sake. He does. Mm-hmm. So hats off to Floyd for continuing to stay relevant. And I saw him in his fur coat in tonight's Super Bowl, which Raf mm-hmm. North South jujitsu underwear, just convert, get the snug protection you deserve. Mm-hmm. The snug protection that Tom Brady usually has from victory, but not tonight. The game was fantastic. In addition to all the craziness, the game was just unbelievable there was not nearly not nearly the defensive prowess i expected to see and yet what you and i disagree on the most is the halftime performance go on can i have your overall thoughts of the game no nope, you go first justin because... was amazing he went from halftime he brought in drummers he brought in the whole situation it's been done before you know that Drummers have been brought in. You know who brought in drummers, Kev? Who? Just guessing. Everybody. Janet Jackson, who you were defending at a certain point. Oh, I but love you seem to forget that. Yeah, but you know what? He does not. Okay, I'm going to get into some some real shit right now, Kev. Okay? Because okay. I want to hear why you love him. But I'm going to start us off. 
with all the precursor shit that was going into it. Number one, Petsy executives were saying, hey, um, you know, we're so excited for Justin. It's really his moment. He's an artist. And they're putting on the halftime show. So they said in an interview, they go, well, aren't you worried about Janet Jackson's uh, fans or the people who enjoy her having some backlash? And they go, they didn't answer the question. They just go, you know, we're pretty sure that Janet would be excited for Justin. False. Nope. Some bullshit. In the other precursor, Justin himself said that he had made amends with Janet and that they were tight. I don't believe that's true until I hear it from Janet. Justin conveniently saying that on the week of his giant Super Bowl after not talking with her for about a decade and a half is a little suspect that you, a team that names yourself standing with Janet's, apparently not so much today. The the victors of our fantasy football league. It's true. I'm just saying I thought your name stood for something because you know it didn't stand for something, Kevin? Huh. Making the second song on your set list the same song you used the lyrics to pull off the fucking plate that then gave nipplegate There's so not still... only did the nfl give the opportunity for the dumb dude to come back but he has other songs and i'm willing to admit many of them are hits you can pick every other song but i was like second songs fucking rock your body <laughs> Oh, get the fuck out of here. And I don't want to say that I did anything major, Kevin, but Vanity Fair put up an article that said there was a subtle homage to Janet Jackson. <laughs> and I went under there and I go, that was not an homage. Next thing you know, it said subtle nod. And they changed their headline completely. So you're welcome, everybody. Oh, like subtle nod. I thought mm-hmm. he brought a lot of different scenes to the mm-hmm. interaction. I thought he took us on a journey. I enjoyed the song selection, not being as focused on necessarily whatever new album he created because it's like uh, really why why is that kevin you don't like that new album of his i don't love any of the songs you're not buying the man in the woods the fact that he's trying to play heavily to the duck dynasty era and the individuals who show he's just a dude who hangs out in the fucking woods (laughs) and sings country songs with his friends because he was from tennessee did you see the fucking suit he was wearing i did not it's what you win at a like place where you get one of those bass fishes. I mean, I saw it. I just don't know the point you're making. Did you see what he, you said it with a lot of like tone? Because look at it. It's fucking garbage. And he's wearing some sort of red scarf handkerchief. It, it, like it looks terrible, but he's trying to play to that demo because the sounds gritty and he's an artist, Kev. He's an artist. So you thought he took us through different scenes, okay? Mm-hmm. That's where you want to start on this? Okay. I believe song selection is huge for Super Bowl halftime. So he starts off with his garbage single called Filthy. Okay. And you seem to allude to the fact that you don't really like Filthy all that much, right? It's fine. Okay. It's fine. Okay. Seems kind of dated and, and boring. So I'll walk you through his performance. I'll walk you through the whole thing, Kev. Okay. So he starts with that, does rock your body, which is fuck you, Janet, which, mm, okay. Then goes into his medley of hits of, you know, Senorita to my love, uh, which are kind of innocuous kind of hits, but sure. Uh, I like the fact that he did start in uh, the world's lamest club setting, 
before uh, getting like I guess he's moved on into this very dad phase because that whole uh, can't stop the feeling is basically kids bop music. And it just seems like in that dad spirit, he needed to get a lot of steps in. So he was just like, hey, guys, I got to hit 10,000 today. So can we start me at like the outside, almost the concession stands? And I'm just going to walk through here. because You're I shitting on his work. dancing now, too? You're and even like... work to his dancing. I'm saying he was oh, outside you. and went there. His dancing is not that great, Kevin. You're not even being remotely fair. I am being fair. Look his at dancing his dancing compared to Lady Gaga's, who you oh, were like, ah, oh, she's great. So she's ziplining in a fucking rope. That's fine, but she wasn't moving to the beat like he was. I was. You, you first of all, you need to know a beat to understand where it's at. Second of all, he was he has a way more like loose amount of dancing that he has to do. They try to make it into like a little swag kind of a thing where he just kind of hits the steps. There's not really a heaviness to it. He's just loosely doing them. Whereas I thought at least Lady Gaga commits. And if you want to talk better dancing. Bruno Mars danced better than him. Beyonce danced better than him. One-fourth of the Red Hot Chili Peppers danced better than him. I'll let you pick who you think that is. Um, the history of, of the Super Bowl has not had traditionally great dancing. Uh, it's it's Michael, it's Janet, and the rest. Which, you know, he was a part of. Which it feels like is really taking his legacy in a direction that just will not be discussed. All right, but let's discuss the real travesty here, Kev. It was reported that Justin Timberlake was going to have a hologram. Okay? Who was that hologram supposed to be of? Prince or something? Mm Mm-hmm. And then Sheila E. had the good like nature to find out and reach out to him and said, Hey, could you not? Because Prince didn't like you. Did you know that? Just, I mean, did did you happen to know that, Kevin? I did not know that. No, Would you know. like to know the background behind that? Sure. Right here it is. So a long time ago, kids, uh, he put out an album or a song called Sexy Back. It's one of his popular hits. They use a vocoder to make him sound like a drag queen on that one. So in that song, he said, you know, sexy. You know, he's bringing it back, everybody. Chill out. He brought it back for y'all. Prince at a show said, hmm, interesting. He put out an album called Love Sexy. I wonder where I've heard that before. Prince has an album that's very similarly titled. So Prince, at an award show, said, hmm, sexy never left. And people were like, that's right, Prince. We're so wrong. Oh, you're so right. So Justin Timberlake wrote a diss record. The disc record is called Give It To Me with Timbaland and Fergie, where all of them are taking on their current haters. In that song, Justin not only disrespects Prince by saying, don't hate on me because you didn't come up with it, but he also disrespects Janet by saying he saw her on Oprah talking shit about him, which she wasn't. And uh, yeah, that's a disc record that he put out. So it'd be understandable that maybe Prince's family and the estate wouldn't want to necessarily have him there, even though it's in Minneapolis. So they said the hologram wasn't going to be there. And lo and behold, there's a giant sheet in which Prince was projected on. Now, Kevin, what did you think of that moment? I thought it was 
uh, nice homage by mm. the the JTs with mm. some good mix. You know, he's not like speeding down the song like another half count, diluting Prince's vocals. That's fine. I would say the other thing that makes it really weird is they said that they weren't going to do it. And Sheila E was like, hey, guys, talked with Prince. He says he's not going to do a hologram. And all of us said, thank you, Sheila E. That puts us all at ease. But it made me think that Justin Timberlake was on the other part of that phone conversation going, sure, it won't be a hologram. (laughs) Wink. Dick move. I'm just tired of him ruining 80s fucking megastars with his nonsense. He's trying to live off of Michael Jackson by being a bad repertoire of him. He basically went after Janet's career and then was like, oops, did I do something? I'm sorry. I'm still super successful. And then he was coming for Prince. Not today. Not on my watch. Well, it sounds like you're really open to a lot of different discussions about it. So. I just, I think it needs to be said, Kevin. Sometimes you don't have the context. And if we're taking all of those contexts out, I didn't, there wasn't anything that was like fascinatingly great about it. It seemed very average in a number of ways. Um, I like the LED screens. I think those are always good. They used to help prop up Madonna's performance as well. Um, I thought that it was cool to have him go around and walk. I thought that's interesting. His little breakdown was, I guess, fine. If you like that kind of dancing. Uh, but I thought uh, the most effective thing was him going out and, you know, really getting with the people, Kev, and taking selfies with them, especially with a kid who's like immediately Googling, like, who the fuck is Justin Timberlake? Sure. So anyway, those are my thoughts. Well, we mildly disagree about the effectiveness of the JT. <laughs> okay. I enjoyed the I enjoyed the production. Fast Super Bowl this year, it felt like. Nick uh, Foles was the MVP, by the way. Yeah, I, again, could not hear that storyline enough. Nick Foles was going to call it quits. Nick Foles basically was homeless. Uh, Nick Foles, uh, you know, he... Um, He's a, he's a dumb guy, but he's going to beat Tom Brady, maybe. Yeah, Chris Collinsworth was uh, running out of stuff. Yeah, he was. He was on repeat mode. Still not as bad as John Gruden. Still as great as the Alex Smith trade. God damn, that felt good. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure oh, it did. I was so excited. When you sent me that link, it was like, God bless you and everyone. <laughs> Raf, 10 days away from my appointment where we do a final MRI about my hand. 10 days. Uh, I'm excited for you. Are you excited? Have you gotten to the point where you can be excited now? Almost. How's Phoenix? How's the training? It's good. I want to go into that in a second, but I need for us to talk about a few things. We've had some people chime in. Kev, this has happened very quickly. Uh, In the amount of time that we've been doing this podcast – We've had over about, what, I want to say like 20 of these, 25, 30 responses to summarize this year's Super Bowl game in three words. Um, The first one is from our good friend Johnny Buck, which I think is especially uh, of note considering breaking news. Philly will burn. Yeah, Eric Aka, epic halftime show. Mm. 
Yeah. He put the one thing I would have accepted. I don't think that Justin should have gotten Prince. I think he should have gotten Dave Chappelle as Prince to project on there. And I would have less against that. That's fine. Uh, Avery, my good friend, said, I missed it. Always love those comments. Uh, Ed Solis says, Prince rules Minneapolis. Teresa Schiller, no more Brady. Uh, Disagree. He'll be back. Like the fucking plague. (laughs) Uh, She also has the Fly Eagles Fly post which you know when they won i said you can sing that fucking stupid song now i'm good with that yeah nice you've earned up. it uh brian smith says falls gets paid he is by the way he is gonna get paid uh jeff sells not the patriots said raf which is accurate that's how we started the podcast mm. i'm good with that i like that a lot uh greg king said i don't care which Cool, me too. Ditto. Uh, Mel Messer said, go Spurs, go. Love it. <laughs> this is great. <laughs> Drew Weatherhead, so who won? Well, in that round, Mel Messer did, Drew. Yeah. And to be fair, Drew is a Canadian, so they yeah. don't get a lot of things, at least not sharp or not fast. Spurs or Patriots humor, apparently. Uh, Tony Mata did not watch. Jared Bede, but where's Janet? Agreed. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ryan Mikko said, "Really, Nick Foles, <laughs> Luke Doherty, suck it, Tom." Which is how like, everyone feels. Uh, Chase David said, uh, "Fake news, sad." You know, it's kind of like that fake news that I read that Chase lost this weekend at the sub only finishers show. It's sad. Mark Shipper, life eats life. And Baga bad. It was okay. Baga <laughs> bad. <laughs> Which is great because it's followed by what? <laughs> Best in years from Rachel Paris. And she's right. That was a great one. It was. Like, I feel like we've had some pretty good games recently. Mike Velez uh, won $275. That's great. And you know what? That's going to go straight to uh, the budget of one jiu-jitsu magazine, I'm sure. Uh, Jimmy James says, did not watch. Yeah. Andy Lester, MVP to backup. Ooh. Daniel Hadolfo Lopez. Brady gets trumped. I, I like it. I like the. There's a lot of layers. There's a lot of layers yeah. in the trumped comment. Yeah. Jeff Archibald, worth the wait. I'm assuming yeah. that's an Eagles fan. Yeah, Jeff is uh, one of my former sports uh, sports speech teachers. God, I wish he taught me sports. Uh, speech teachers over at Mount Sac. And uh, when I said, hey, I'm now an Eagles fan because the enemy of my enemy is my friend. Uh, but can you guys not sing that fucking song? Uh, Jeff put, hey, come on. No, let us sing the song. And I was like, no. And then today I was like, no, you can sing 100%. That's great. <laughs> Brown Downey says New Day Rocks. Because one of the guys looks like one of the professional wrestlers from the WWE. Marcus Bonilla, Foe Who Need. Uh, Hundred. Uh, Flieger said, fun pace change. Fun story, Kyle Flieger is the guy whose wedding I went to. Oh, cool. Yeah, yep. he's so awesome. You Trish, can tell he's real, he's he's real busy. Trish Ryan, I won 750 trumping our previous with a lot of emojis yeah no 
Oh shit! Congrats, Trish. I wonder if Gordon gave you like some of that that sweet sweet EBI money. I was like, hey mom, <laughs> let's make let's turn this into a a major profit. Uh, Vivi Alatower said, "Was that today?" It was. Casey Blondo, it's a catch. That was the theme of the Eagles' victory. Yeah, uh, I mean it was, and even if it wasn't, it was. So that's my opinion on it. Uh, Sandy Burdick, who's my cousin, said, "I'm so happy." Me too. Me too. I'm gonna look real quick to see if we've got any on the the Instagram page because we, we had just a couple... read like thirty. I think we're all set. I, I think we're audience good. Audience interactions. Well, we did want this one on this because Andrew Shaw is a very avid listener to our show, and he says Brady's still goat. Now, listen, Brady's very good. I don't think this loss is going to take away him being good. But for tonight, we don't have to like play that game. For tonight, we can say he cries on a large pillow of money and Giselle and his beautiful children and his other rings. So he good. Yeah, he'll be fine. He'll be able to uh, cry himself to sleep tonight with a lot of uh, excess help. And he played great. It was a defense sucked. Not his fault. Not his department. Doesn't play free safety. Did post a lot of yards and points. Raph, you're coming back to L.A. soon? Yes, I'll be back <clears throat> in, what, two days? Because um, it's Sunday now, so I'll be back there on Tuesday. Oh, that's great. So that yeah. makes that makes life absolutely all, all that much easier for your friends and loved ones. Um, that's going to do it for us tonight. We've got a fast one. We're just tossing it right to the shout outs. I got to see Victoria's brother. Steve came into town. They went skiing blast to see him. I uh, got to eat some fat kid food at Tamayo always a good meal downtown Denver. Then Shivali and her boyfriend, Brian came into town from North Carolina ref. Just so much fun to hang, do some drugs, enjoy your friends. Those are, those are the good times in that order <laughs> somewhere in that order. Family, a little bit of drugs. You just gotta, you know what? Enjoy everything. That's what you gotta do. And that's my shout outs for this evening. That's awesome. Uh, I guess my shout-outs are as follows. I want to say big shout-out to our good friends over at Valley Martial Arts Center. V-back. Had some great training on out that way before I headed on out. Big shout-out to the LA Jiu-Jitsu Club. LA Jiu-Jitsu. Uh, they had a great open mat, and I think our good friend Octavio is working on some fun videos for y'all to see. Uh, I also want to acknowledge the fact that they are doing Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. stuff. But on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, it's going to be 8 a.m. Uh, jiu-jitsu. Tuesday and Wednesday, 8 a.m. breathing and yoga. And then at 10 a.m. on Tuesday, Wednesday, or Tuesday, Thursday, it's going to be uh, jiu-jitsu. So uh, I want to point this out, too, because there was also a fight to win. And uh, we had some folk compete on that. But nothing too crazy happened out that way. Uh <laughs> And Ming Lo just chimed in and said, Justin Timberlake sucked. Andrew Dimple <laughs> says, Steelers still number one. Greg Hamilton, three pope, uh, poop emojis. Pats didn't win. Very good. I'm glad they're all keeping on the theme. I want to point this out, too. Um, 
so do that with the LA Jiu-Jitsu Club. That's great stuff. I'll be back there at some point this week. And um, I just want to say thank you to the gyms that have hosted me out here. Uh, so far, I've been at J-Page's. And uh, there was a beautiful open mat this morning or afternoon, which was great because I needed time to rest, Kev. You go to a wedding, you, you need a little recovery time if you're going to go do an open mat afterwards. So it was it was good to get that in, but I was also a little I don't I don't want to say hungover, uh, but I, I definitely needed like a fiver, you know. I needed to say, hey, can I can I relax for a little bit? So that was fun. Uh, big shout out also to. Uh, our good friends over at 10th Planet Phoenix. I got some great training in with those guys over there as well. Uh, and the next day, tomorrow, I'm like going hard. Might be a two or three a day. Uh, um, but I do believe one of the stops is uh, Gracie in Arizona and uh, maybe Paul Navas. I'm not sure. But thank you guys to everybody who's chimed in and, and sent me places to go. Everybody's been so accommodating. And and the, the caliber of folk out here is very good in terms of how they train. So uh, shout out to everybody, especially that changed it today at J pages. Um, they were very shocked to find out. They're like, wait, you're going to talk about us. And I go, yeah, I do that. And they go, Oh, well, I should have been nicer to you. And I was like, yeah, I guess so. That would have been good. But you know, Hey, you, know, you can be nice to me now. They just started laughing. So, uh, yeah, it was, it was just good stuff, dude. And I look forward to being back in LA and seeing my puppy. And I'm getting lots of photos. Yeah. I'm getting a lot of photo updates on her. Uh, One of our friends, I guess I should shout her out too, Allison Clark. Because our puppy's named after Lucille Bluth, she was like, hey, guys, I got a little gift. It's no big deal, but I want to send it to you. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. What is it? She sends the gift, and uh, my wife sends me a photo, and it's of a banana because of the banana stand from uh, Arrested Development, but it's a chew toy that uh, she could go ahead and, and just crush and demolish. So she did it. <laughs> I think that thing is already destroyed. By the time I get there, I'm sure it will be. Anyway, my friend, I think that's going to do it for me this week. Hey, that'll do it for us here tonight at Verbal Tap. I'm Kevin. Thank you for listening. Good night and good fight. But I'm done. At this time.